This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players at the University of Rhode Island. We're here to talk about the craziness that happened with Week 12. If you're looking for FCS content, we're going to be doing a full bracket prediction um, tomorrow. That's going to be coming out. It's not going to be a, a live stream show. But today we've got a lot to talk about with the FBS. Sean, by the way, did you catch any of the any of the stuff that happened with the bracket? Just really quick. We'll have a breakdown. Okay. I, I'm. I, I got to. I'm still. I'm dumbfounded by the Montana State thing. I got to say. I'm sure they deserve to be four. I'm sure. Right. I, and I, I'd love to hear your argument. I was talking with the, the Reddit FCS guys when I was on their their uh, their Twitter space, and I, I did my own little quick react. And I got a lot of likes from Montana State fans that seemed to agree with me that it was pretty stupid. But we're at that point in time, Sean, for the FBS, where there's going to be a lot of stupidity, a lot of arguing, a lot of debating of, oh, sure, which team with too many losses deserves to be in the playoff. And it's going to be part of today's discussion because of what happened with Tennessee, because of what happened with USC's win. And then also, yeah, TCU. spoiler, it's not going to be a Tennessee making the playoff. <laughs> well, that shouldn't be the spoiler. Um, the real talking point, though, is what do we do with LSU? What do we do with USC? We're going to get to that in more today. Sean, could you share with our listeners uh, uh, a word from from Bet Online? By the way, I I was really I, I don't know why I keep doing this, Sean. I keep having really successful college betting days. I went five for seven yesterday, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna roll this into some NFL betting, and I get way too high on myself, and then I go like one for four, and then I lose all of my money. But I uh, get it. Trust me, I get it. You set yourself up on Saturday to have a nice yeah. Sunday, and then you lose it all on Sunday. Yeah. Unfortunately, this weekend, uh, two and zero last night on the uh, bet on USC to cover two and a half. Oh. I took uh, Oregon live in the fourth oh. quarter when they were tied at seventeen a pop. What was that line? What was the? What were the odds on that? I don't know, like minus one ten or something like that. Oh, yeah, just because okay. it was. I, I got it was plus high. odds. I bet it. I I picked Oregon money line, and I was really hyped about that one because I took it. Took, and then took them straight. As we're speaking right now, I have a two-team parlay with the Dallas Cowboys money line and the uh, Bengals money line. And I got that at very good odds as well. So pretty happy about how I'm doing with betting. And if you want to be happy, fat and happy like I am, uh, then head to bet online. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Sean, I also have a, a Bengals bet that looks like it's going to cash. Took them. I took them to cover, and then I also took the over. So it's been a bit hit hit or miss. But what wasn't hit or miss? South Carolina's offense yesterday, Sean. Oh uh, yeah, out of nowhere, they dropped sixty points on the Volunteers. It was announced today that Hendon Hooker is going to be down with an ACL injury. He is not going to be returning. Awful. We can all assume that it is season-ending. And 
for anyone who checks out the draft show, I'm sure that Ryan and I are going to talk about what that means for his draft projection because there was a lot of talk and we were saying that as well that he could be a first-round pick. But that game yesterday, the Cox came. Cox Vember is here. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sean doesn't like my cock member bit. I'm just readjusting my hat. They, you haven't walked me yet. They couldn't handle the cock that came for now them. Now you walked me. Now on, you walked me. That came for them last night. 63 points. And Sean, I had been saying this the entire year. It wasn't news that Tennessee's secondary was bad. It was really bad. I pointed out at one point that they were one of the worst two secondaries in the country behind only or ahead of only Ohio, which gave up 500 yards to Fordham of all teams. They eventually, I think they were at seventh this week. They got embarrassed. They got completely boat raced by Spencer Rattler and Jaheim Bell of all people. Now, before we kind of talk implications here, Sean, did, like what do you, what was going through your head in that game, man? Because the, the, the whole thing was a mess. I, I tried paying attention to it. I kept thinking like, oh, they're only down by 14. Tennessee can score that those points that quickly. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and later and later into the game. Yeah, I'd like to congratulate Tennessee and all their fans for blowing it this season. Uh, you really, you really blew it bad. And this is, you blew it bad because it's only going to be one Big Ten winner after what we saw on Saturday. <clears throat> There's only going to be one that's in the playoff because mm-hmm. Ohio State squeaked by Maryland. Uh, uh, fresh. Uh, yeah, you guys squeaked by. And then Michigan toe to toe with Illinois. There's only one that's going to And they, they benefited from some very favorable officiating, yeah, too. Very favorable. Michigan fans can go screw. Hope the Buckeyes hang 50 on you next week for, for giving you that gift of a game this weekend. I know why they did it. They want to have all the, the eyes on this matchup coming up uh, on Saturday. But look, there's only going to be one from the Big Ten. There might only be one from the SEC. So you're looking at Georgia. And I, I hate to bury the lead here, but for Tennessee fans, you got to you got to really soak and feel this one. All right, you got to have Georgia. Yeah. You're going to have either Michigan or Ohio State. It's looking like you're going to have TCU, and now you might have USC slinking their way in there. And that's now you got one from each conference. Congratulations, everybody! Big round of applause uh, for Tennessee for choking that thing away. Yeah, Tennessee is completely out of it. There's no reason to actually even I, – I don't think there's any possible scenario that they can make in make it into it because it's not even like they were upset by South Carolina. They were embarrassed. They gave up a ton of points. It is going to be a miracle for them to even finish this season with Joe Milton at quarterback because, you know, there his, are his own limitations. But it just – it stinks because, you know, you're technically even one of those Tennessee fans because you, you became a self-proclaimed one this season. Uh, yeah. And everyone thought that they were back. And – Apparently that they're not. We were duped. Would you agree with that statement that we were maybe misled by some favorable headlines and some favorable? I don't want to say that they were favorably covered by the media because that's not that's not the way that I want to put this. I but think it, it was good for college football for Tennessee to be relevant yeah. for for eight weeks. It was good for college football for Tennessee to beat Alabama in the fashion that they did. And there were times where Tennessee looked like a really legit team. There were times, obviously. Frauds, obviously fraud, but at times you're sitting here like, oh man, we got a barn burner here in the SEC. Tennessee out of nowhere this year. Oh, Ole Miss is making noise. Embarrassed themselves also on Saturday with. Mm. with oh, the, that's a completely oh you know mute point that I is that the right usage moot? of that word? Mute point. Jesus Christ, I've been drinking too much this weekend. Oh. But but that's like something that there that loss the 
North Carolina loss, that kind of gets buried underneath the top three headlines of these big games that yeah. we're going to be talking about. That like Ole Miss got embarrassed, which completely decred- discredits the uh, depth of the SEC this season. I think we were texting or, or talking on the phone or something like that. It might not have been you. I might have uh, talked about drinking too much on the weekend, but you didn't uh, text me. The um, the fact that now Clemson is is somewhat being considered. And they're not, and they shouldn't because they stink and they're bigger frauds than Tennessee. But the fact that it's even possible for them to be considered because Tennessee just embarrassed themselves yeah. is is harmful to the sport. It it really, and it was something that crossed my mind yesterday in the fallout of all this. Because the reality is, and I, we're going to get this in a second, but I, I want to wait to get to this fully, but there is now a possibility for Clemson to maybe make a path. I, and I want to I want to wait till we talk about this USC game before we kind of really dive into the semantics of the likelihood of the playoff. But to that final point on the Tennessee game, like I, I mean like is there any recovering here? Like what what is their like wh- what are they even hoping for? A New Year's 6 bowl game? Is that like what but at the very most that they can get after the it just stinks. It I, I'm just so unbelievably frustrated because it was such a fun storyline that we could talk about Tennessee every single week because they weren't they weren't the same fucking face that we were seeing with over all these other over teams and over again. Always Josh Heupel's his right. act hasn't worn thin on anybody yet. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It, it's a very likable team, uh, and you're looking at it, you're like ah, you did it. You did it to us too early. It's too early for you to be doing us like this. If you made the final, if you made the four in the cut and you lose bad in the playoffs, okay. Then we can have the, the 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 conversation about it, but now it's just I don't know. Let your let your seniors get some more film. Maybe they get invited to a bowl game or a, a combine. That's what you're playing for. While Tennessee's hopes are completely dead at this point, USC's are more alive than ever. Oh and yeah. After, after they lost to Utah, I think that a lot of people assumed their possibility of making the playoff were completely out the window. Now they have a chance to get two more ranked wins against Notre Dame and, and Oregon. I believe that's their inevitable opponent in the Pac-12 off the top of my head based on the fact that they won last night. I believe so. Two more ranked wins should put them into the playoff. But first of all, I, I got to say, and we've got a comment here from Fresh saying that Duggan might be the Heisman winner. The way that Caleb Williams played in this game the way that he took it over 470 yards, that one throw he had running to his left, completely just twisted his body midair, threw the ball like it was nothing. The guy is far and He's away the best player on, his, on his team. But that's the whole point of the award. It's supposed to go who's to who is carrying their team and helping them ascend to the level that they're capable of. And they're playing past where they're any other quarterback. If that's Jackson Dart still, they're not as good as they are right now. Yeah, Duggan is, is up there for me also because... I don't know how many more fourth quarter comebacks TCU needs to make with that guy at the helm for us to start putting some respect on his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Williams did what you need your star quarterback to do, and that is be poised, be confident, make the throws that he needs to make, and then if you need some magic to be, uh, to happen, he can also do that. So you're looking at it. USC, they've been in worse positions. Now it'll be a uh, – because I'm also a USC fan – Oh, strictly, fuck off. Fuck strictly off. To, strictly to spite you. But Notre Dame beating Boston College 44 to nothing only helps USC for the race. Yeah. Because Notre Dame looks stronger. 
So USC now looking at a, a another quality win against Notre Dame. And that's a pretty good resume. If you have one loss to a Utah team that caught you, but they also only beat you by two points. And now and it's on the road. Yeah. And now you're sitting here like this USC, this USC team's got some players, right? They got a quarterback that we can advertise for the college football playoff. Also Heisman candidate, uh, Caleb Williams in the college football playoff. I, that, I think that has a good ring to it. Yeah, w- way more than what it has for LSU. And, and this is the, the debate that's now being sparked. And I, I I went on the SEC kickoff show that I did with Blake, and I got boat oh, raced. I, I'm, sure I'm sure he wasn't biased towards a certain team. Uh, no, but he k- kicked my ass in an argument. Like I, I tried to come prepared for the argument of why TCU and USC are more deserving of it. And they he, are. He, he he worked my ass. I, I I tried to support my argument, but I could not provide as much information as he could. I was not prepared. But I think after this weekend, to your point, if we're trying to produce the most entertaining matchups and storylines possible it's for the, the playoffs, teams, yeah, it, it, the best teams, it, it's USC, and we're going to end up getting to TCU in a second. But specifically with USC, they are going to have the resume with the ranked wins. They're going to have the resume with the offensive production, with the Heisman likely winning quarterback in Caleb Williams. He's going to win the Heisman after that game, the performance that he put together. like That is is what you want from a guy that is going to win the award. There has been nobody else that has stepped up and put together that type of a game. And the one thing I will say is that the argument to be made where USC's roster is not as good as some of the other teams that are competing for the playoff their secondary stinks. Their offensive line's mediocre. But if Tennessee was in the conversation with how bad their secondary was, I think USC can compete. And at the very least, they can get into a shootout and they have the offensive firepower to score quick enough that they deserve to be in one of these matchups and they can keep it close, but maybe not finish out if they end up being that fourth team and they're playing up against uh, against Georgia. Yeah, I haven't seen them get embarrassed this year. And also, I haven't seen uh, LSU get embarrassed, to Blake's point, except for week one. But that was week one, new coach, brand new team, basically. And it's just week one. All right, so we could forgive a lot from week one. Uh, since then, they haven't been embarrassed. But USC, zero well, they did. They did, get, they did get embarrassed by Tennessee. Oh, LSU did? Yeah, it was like a black. It's like, I completely forget about it, too. It's like such a... Is LSU two loss? They are two loss, aren't they? They're two losses, but they are playing in the SEC championship game yeah. against Georgia. So that's that is an inevitable, likely third loss. It is very unlikely that they win that football game. Very much so. If they do, then boy oh boy, is that gonna fill an hour? That'll fill an hour oh, for both of us. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wait, hey, Sean, what's on the show sheet today? What do you have prepped? This. <laughs> One thing. <laughs> Be, well, because the, the, the rest of the, the conference championship games are all like we can predict who's going to win them. It's all sure. very, it's probably going to be Clemson. It's probably going to be Ohio State or Michigan, whoever wins the, the game this weekend. And then it's probably going to be TCU USC and, and TCU. Yeah. It's probably going to be UConn. <laughs> In the independent. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They stink. Uh, wait, who did? Oh, I bet on them to beat Army. I was, uh, I was really upset that that I put my money on UConn. It was the. Uh, <sighs> Consistently the, the, me the military academies had themselves a day. You see the stat where they like they completed six total passes, but they had uh, across the Air Force, Navy, yeah. Army, and they had a total of nine hundred and fifty-four yards on the ground. They all won. Yeah, and they, Navy beat U, UCF. Uh, but <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? But, see that stinks. But, college but, football stinks. But that's how I know it was a great weekend of college football when the talking point, and like we even said it when we were preparing for our preview show, and I'm sure that. You know, Dan and Pat were all saying the same thing for oh, your and show. Yeah. And and Russ, I, I was blanking on the third host's name is. They were probably all saying the same thing that it's an it was an uneventful week. It was an incredibly uneventful week. On paper, week. on paper, it was gonna be a snoozer. And it uh, ended it up was, being one of the wildest weeks that we've had this season. Oh my god. The Baylor, uh the the Michigan game back to back within 20 minutes. What a flip back in the in the early hours. Of, of between those two games, that mm. was a fantastic TV flip back. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, and then you, and then you had that little, you had that little gap where it was still some good football on, but then you knew USC UCLA was coming on at eight. Oh my like, god! Ah. You're like, okay, let's get to it. We can all kind of relax and chill out, maybe take a nap. Eight o'clock comes on, the boys are drinking, and then oh, you're yeah. watching this game. Because well, but then it, this then is what it, we're waiting for. It rolls into the Oregon Utah game, which ended yes. up being a really competitive, fun game to watch as well. But the, the the one funny thing that I saw somebody share this is an original thought that Minnesota Iowa, which was decided on an interception and a game winning field goal, it was thirteen to ten, was played only a few hours before the forty point forty on forty point battle between. USC and UCLA. The the hilarity of that. And yeah, the bigger irony is that Iowa is also in contention to compete for a Big Ten championship, which is even more fucked up. <sighs> the Big Ten West. And admittedly, before I started uh working on the other show, I didn't know much about the history or the conferences and who's really good and who's been bad. The Big Ten West has been taken to the woodshed every single because all those teams week. stink all the those du- teams in the, the west guys, are terrible. the guys can spend I, I i'm almost at sometimes like hey we got to give this conference a break fellas <laughs> no, <I'm thinking> like, <laughs> they can go they can go for five minutes they're total pros and they're ready to and then it can also transfer into a 15 minute beating of the big 10 west and then it's what coaches should stay i mean dude it's a today's show that re- that released and this is basically just me talking to you we're not doing a show right now but uh-huh. uh, uh it was all right what's lsu ch- lsu's chances and they started going into the into the conference championships and stuff like that and if you, you and they started talking about the possibility of iowa winning the big uh, the big 10 i couldn't believe the other who got thrown into the mix uh, talking about Iowa and how bad they are, and that they're still contending. The Big Ten West is hideous, and it's perfectly poetic that again that they are in competition for a yeah for a conference championship. But so back to our point before we got distracted by what is the biggest eyesore in college football. That like that's what that's the worst part about the Big Ten West is that we can sit here and get distracted by it. And like you're talking about on the College Football Inquirer, those guys are getting distracted by it, and now we're getting distracted by it because it's, it's just like. You have Iowa, you have Minnesota, Wisconsin, and you're like, what the fuck is Wisconsin doing? What happened to them? 
it's like watching two idiots that bumped into each other. It's not like a it's not like a huge car crash. It's just two idiots that bumped into each other, pulled off to the side of the road, but they're sitting there arguing and they might throw punches. Sure. And you're just like, why well, am I watching what's this? this? What's all this traffic for? With, yeah. You're like, sometimes when you're in traffic, you're like, there better be a 10 car pileup with the fire department and give me the the, the national guard. <laughs> sure everyone's okay. And then you you cross by and it's like somebody somebody's uh, uh, side view mirror is off. I'm like, I just sent 15 minutes of traffic because you pulled over and right. you got your side mirror clipped. This is unacceptable. That is what the Big Ten West is. But it's like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile crashed into a falafel <laughs> truck. And you're like, sure. I can kind of get why I'm stopping to look at this. But at yeah. the same time, can we keep moving forward, please? Like, this is completely distracting. I almost got <laughs> in a dozen car wrecks this weekend. People. Uh, I mean, I just don't. I don't know how. I'll talk about it another time. I have a fix for nationwide uh, traffic. I have, I have a solution. I've thought it, it out. It works. It's going to work. It? What's the solution? Biannual, every two years, you go in, you get tested. You do a driver's test in an all-weather simulation. It takes 15 minutes. You get a grade for how you perform in traffic, uh, uh, rain, snow, fog, clear day. You get a grade. And then with all those, that gives you, you, you basically have a permit, mm-hmm. A through F, basically. And you ha- you are then permitted to drive in the weather or the status well, that that is happening. So if 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 you are clear, if you have a B level permit and that allows you to do everything but rain uh-huh. or everything but snow, and it's snowing out, and you still decide to drive because we can't enforce it, we're not going to put uh, tr- trackers or anything in it, but you still decide to drive, you're going to court. You're going to court. You got a heavy ass fine. You're going to have to defend that. But you have two years to get better, basically. And then if you're an A level driver, hundred dollar gas card. Here you go. That's a, that's a, that that is some incentive to get you in there. You John Anderson free, for town council. You get two free tanks of gas. Hi, I'm John Anderson. Vote for me for town council. Okay, you're trying to discredit me. <laughs> no, I I mean you I like the idea. I think logistically it might be difficult to organize. For, uh, difficult to organize. The, it can't be less organized than what the DMV already is. That is true. Well, that's because it's underfunded. I mean, you know, Understood. It is. You have one simulator in the back. You got one guy giving a grade or you have an algorithm get, giving a grade. You get on a little track and it gives you the weather conditions. Go ahead. Do that once every two years. You have two years to renew your your, your patent license. Well, I mean, you can put one of those trackers in people's cars. I don't which... want to track the people. I'm not trying to track the people. You're just going to get hit. Oh, God. And, and, and for the people that try to get away with it and they crash in the snow or the fog or the rain, you are getting hit heavy. It's your fault automatically. It doesn't matter if you got clipped from the blind side by somebody driving while talking on their phone. If they were permitted to drive in that weather it, and you it's were not, fault you're going in jail. You're getting you. you. It's your <laughs> fault because you weren't even supposed to be on the road in the first place. So, this is how we fix it. You well, don't drive if you're not allowed to drive in the rain. Emergencies, you can you can fight for that. You can go in there and say, oh, my God, my mom was in the hospital. I had to go check on her. I had to go do this. And then that's up to the jury. That is up to the jury to see if you are, are have enough. No, I'm not. I'm not physically stopping anybody from driving. Uh-huh. I'm levying. I, I'm trying to decentivize them from driving in conditions they're incapable of. What I'm learning here, Sean, is that we need to open the, 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 the show with driving related questions so that you like you you have more i've never seen you at this much energy in the middle of a show i'm sick of almost having my car and it's the first time i bought my own car and i keep it clean and i make sure it's nice and i don't want anybody to touch it 
with their cars, and they try to. Oh, they try to touch it with their cars. They try to run me off the road. They try to crash into me. No more. All right, Sean. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Two minutes uh, of learning to drive with Sean. Obviously, the, the chat is not very inspired by my... By my oh, they're, a, they're absolutely you know why? not. Because they're all bad drivers. They're all bad drivers right now that's watching live. <laughs> that's why they're not... That's, I, that's I, why I don't they're think not anyone's cheering gonna, and applauding like how, me and carrying me on their shoulders. How is anyone going to come in here and disprove this? Speaking of the chat, Sean, I would like to get some comments. Sure. Um, I think you really should make that into your town town council ad. How old do you need to be to run for town council? Is that like a... I'll run right now. I'm seeing 18 year old mayors popping up all over the country. Yeah, well, there or dogs too. I mean, if a dog could be mayor, I you could too. I, I don't think I have a shot against a dog. Uh, Aimbotter's asking us which loss was more embarrassing: Clemson's loss to Notre Dame or Tennessee's loss to South Carolina? It's the South Carolina loss. It's the latter. It, it, it's the it, South Carolina loss. As bad as Notre Dame has been at times this season, and their two of their three losses are against really bad, like bottom tier teams. South Carolina is getting. Their ass is kicked by every SEC team, like every bad SEC team. And Notre Dame beat North Carolina. Like Notre Dame's beating all of the supposed good ACC teams. Like their resume uh -huh. is a little more deserved than the South Carolina one. So it sounds like you agree with me on that. Yeah, the South Carolina loss is super embarrassing. And it's just a, a team that decided not to go out there. And I know you lost your quarterback. I know it was bad. I know you were fighting in the game. At, at times in the third quarter, it was tight. One score game. Oh, Tennessee's going to get back. Quarter get back gets hurt. Really, really tough situation. I get it. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have gotten to that in the in, in the in the. It shouldn't have gotten to that. Well, they. I mean, they clearly were like a, they were asleep at the start of the game. Yeah, they. I think they just kind of waltzed in, thinking like, "Oh, it's South Carolina. Like we're a little hungover from the past couple games. The Georgia loss is kind of still hanging on us. We're just going to get through this game and going to walk right into the playoff." And you're kind of reading your own headlines there, and you inevitably are unprepared, which they looked incredible. I, I just I don't think everybody don't fully I, realizes it, how unprepared you have to be to give up 60 points to Spencer Rattler, who over the stretch of I don't even know how how many games, I don't even know if he's thrown for over 250 the whole season. But yeah. I know he was struggling to hit 200 over the past few games. That, 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 that loss is bad. It's really bad. It really is. Um, yeah, it's that's the most embarrassing. Yeah. Very, very um Sean Clemson versus South Carolina, who are you picking? Oh, oh, you're going to make me pick Clemson. Well, see, I, before before South Carolina upset Tennessee, I actually was going to pick South Carolina. <sighs> I don't think Dabo loses this game. I don't think Dabo loses the game. I think but, you would have them coached, coached and ready to go. If there were a year and an instance for South Carolina to upset Clemson, it would be now. They're coming off of the high of beating Tennessee, which is you know their Super Bowl this season, and this is a rivalry game for them. Sure. I think that might be enough momentum for them to walk in, play Clemson, and if they're throwing the ball around the yard the way that they did against Tennessee, which is not going to be as easy because Clemson's defense is significantly better. If they get half of that production, score 35 points, I don't trust DJU or Klubnik, whoever starts at quarterback, to match that offensive production. I think it's possible. It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a likelihood, but I think that it is an unexpected possibility to, to occur. It is. If, if Shane Beamer wants to take some momentum into the next season and not just say, hey, we had this really good win against Tennessee one time this year, and they say, oh, we beat Tennessee and Clemson, then maybe 
it, 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 he would have to really rally and inspire the troops to get back on the horse and, and really focus up for this game because South Carolina, I've been down there. I've partied down there. I haven't partied with athletes down there, but I've, I've partied and I understand how easy it is to have a lack of focus. <laughs> so you're it, saying that the guys it, are going to be distracted after the, it's after the easy to get distracted down in South Carolina. It's easy to get distracted. Even if you brought somebody down in South Carolina with you, it's, it's, uh, it, it's easy to get distracted and have wandering eyes. Perhaps that causes a huge fight. It, 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 it's uh, it, <laughs> dude, We're close to home here, brother. What South are, Carolina is the best time on earth. It's the okay? best. I don't know. I'm good. Are your I've, friends okay? Is this did this happen to somebody specifically that you're aware of? Don't, don't worry about it. But I'm saying right now, you need to not you need to you need to understand if you're South Carolina how big of a possible win it would be to go from Tennessee to Clemson back to back. So you basically your analysis is that South Carolina is a region of debaucherous activity, dude. An adulterous debaucherous activity, and that is why they can't beat Clemson. That like that's what the the one to one math is there. Well, I'm, maybe I'm not somebody, knocking. It. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I kind of like it, but I just want to try and like fully articulate what this thought is. Well, maybe somebody who we both know that might uh, be on this show currently decided that he wanted to get drinks out while he was under 21 and just handed him the the uh, the waitress his regular ID that showed that he was only 20, and she accepted it, no holds barred and no questions. All right, the, that's a fair the, point. The it is lawless in South Carolina. I will say, seeing the way that the students reacted, and then also the way that the players reacted to the win, like it's a great win. Like yeah, obviously, huge take win. that huge win. But if there were a, 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 if there was evidence to provide here that South Carolina could be distracted and hang their hat off of this one win. I think your context is important. It would be a very South Carolina thing to do is what I'm saying. And 60 it, hung on you or 50 hung on you by Clemson <laughs> uh, uh, to, 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 to maybe celebrate rather hard after a big win like that, which they and, should go celebrate, have a good time. But uh, you know, you know how it goes. Well, they're bowl eligible and that's a, a big deal for, for South Carolina. Cause it's the most that they're going to, they're going to get to uh, So fresh is asking, can you all see Bama in the playoffs still? I'd rather have them in the top four. Please keep USC out. But but that no. that's not going to fresh. I'm sorry. But it's not their year. If if it's, you it's win the conference it, it, and you have one loss, you're getting in. You deserve to get in. It's time to have a college football playoff without Alabama uh, involved. And it's not some conspiracy theory. It's a matter of fact. They lost two games. And they lost to fraudulent Tennessee, who is now fraudulent. And they lost to LSU under Brian Kelly in his first year. And it, the, the old Miss win doesn't look as good either, too. It doesn't look good. It, it's all, it's time. It's the year. We can't have it. Um, Sorry, I'm blocking the porn bots. Uh, oh. Another comment from Aimbotter, and then we've got some comments from Brian. Again, anyone joining us, feel free to drop a comment below. We're going to get to all of them. And then we're going we're gonna to talk about TCU in a second, though. Um, how do you think Clemson's defense played? They only allowed 98 total yards. Who the hell did Clemson play? Miami. Okay. Aimbotter, I'm hoping you you're not a Clemson. 
I, you that don't is think that's very impressive. That is the least impressive 98 point total. I would be more impressed if it was an FCS team, if I'm being completely honest, because I know more I know more talented and better coached FCS teams than Miami. Yeah, There's two Jacuri, people cover it. Jacuri Brown, six for thirteen passing, fifty-three yards in a pick. And then he was also the leading rusher with 10 carries for 22 yards. 68 total yards through the air, 30 on the ground. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I mean, okay, so I want to bring this up because you kind of brought it up earlier. Sure. There is now this indirect path for Clemson to maybe make it into the playoff. I don't think it's likely, but I think that the there's argument a path for people to swirl. talk about it is what the path is for. Is There's a path for people to bring it up. Like I'm doing right now? The yes, which I don't think that <laughs> I, I don't think either of us would like to have to do. Well, it's not I I don't care about bringing it up. I don't mind talking about it because I know where I stand and mm-hmm. I know that they don't belong in the playoff. What is really disheartening for me is that we've got all these better teams that decided to take a nap this week or in other weeks that is going to first has already forced them out of the conversation. And because Clemson right. is going to be a one loss conference winning program they're probably going to beat north carolina after the fact that they lost to georgia fucking tech of all teams to lose to but again for clemson to be one loss win their conference and if we're making the same argument for usc one loss win their conference a number of ranked wins it's going to be hard not to make that argument for clemson if like if tcu loses their next two games that immediately is going to put them definitely in in, in the debate Sean is an extra level of frozen. Um, we will give him a second here. All right. Am I back? There you go. Yes, you're back. Okay. Thoughts fantastic. on what I just said? Yeah, I think Baylor, the way they played on Saturday, would be Clemson. I think there's a lot of teams that are better than Clemson uh, and that could beat Clemson on any given uh, Saturday. It's not a complete team. It's not the... It's not the team, man. It's not. That's not what they do. They're not going to the playoffs this year. We can all watch them uh, go out and play and and look look sweet and watch Will Shipley do Will Shipley things, uh, you know, but not in that championship, not in the first round of the playoffs. Thanks. Uh, not during. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very funny. It's a, a great comment. Uh, no, it's not Clemson's year. It's not Alabama's year. Uh, it is not any team that is the the frauds have finally been filtered through. We were we were at the mines, right? We were we were mm-hmm. sitting there. It's it's 1949. We're heading out west to go get some gold. Okay, let me get my pan. Let me get my pan. Filter, 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 filter. Okay, filter, 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 filter. Here's some wash. Here's some wash. Okay, is that fake gold? Real gold? Just bu- ch- chunks of rock. Filter, filter, filter. And this last week we got through a very fine filter. Where now we get to see the gold and everybody else. Tennessee, whoever the fuck, Ole Miss. All the Clemson, Alabama, all these other teams that got left behind in the filter, uh, UNC, f- fuckos, they're gone. This is the concrete. This is the only thing that I'm capable in my mind of working with is who has a real shot. Mm-hmm. It's not Clemson. I have to say, you might be, you're on a, like a streak of the past couple shows of on a, like a Colin Cowherd esque uh, simile and metaphor 
uh, streak. The, Thank the, you. The, I'm the, a very the, talented broadcaster. I'm glad you're acknowledging that. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying no, 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 that I, the, the I, metaphors every week. I, I love that I'm very you talented. Up he's off the rip. Mine are a lot more ham fisted. I, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm very much. <laughs> by the way, so I want to talk about TCU before we do, though. Again, anyone who's joining us, drop a comment. But we actually have a really great comment from Brian C., uh, who was listening to you complain about <laughs> traffic. And he says, I'm a roadway design engineer and traffic engineer, coincidentally. So, Brian, who does Sean need to get in touch with to fix the, um, the, the, the traffic system? I guess it would be Brian. I need to know if he thinks that I have, a, <laughs> if I have a possible idea that could, that could solve and fix the country. Can we fix the country with my idea for traffic? If you say no, Brian, I'm booting and blocking you from the stream for life. That's just how where I'm standing. I'll have Joe do it. Uh, I need to know because because if you're a, a, a true roadway design engineer and traffic engineer, coincidentally, let me know if you think it would work and let me know what I would have to do to get well, this implemented. I, I'm sure a real professional with actual understanding of how it works. I, I'm sure that Brian would be very quick to say, no, that would not work. Uh, but I'm sure that your your semantics were entertaining for him for a very brief period of time. Joe, we know a lot of professionals. Right, just professionals yes. in our daily lives. Yeah, how many of them know what they're doing? Very few. Yeah. So you're saying Brian doesn't know what he's doing? That's no, no, up. no, no. I just need to do it. <laughs> I, I just need to see some rationale. Okay. Okay. Um, Look, there's a lot of mechanics on Twitter. There's a lot of mechanics. On, it, it, you see a comment? Uh, uh, go look at a car repair video. Every comment below. Why'd you use that wrench? What are you doing with zip ties? That's not what you want to do. <laughs> uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of mechanics on Twitter. A lot of plumbers uh, on Twitter. That's not how I would do it. Okay. Can you do it then? Because I'm watching one guy do it, and one guy, one, one guy isn't doing it. This this response, I think, is is effectively sums up the the, the just. It does. I got him thinking about it. I got his mind, no, I got his mind I, moving. I, I, I think it's like mean. a... Like, I have okay, him thinking man. about it. <laughs> I think that's what that is. Uh, we, by the way, we did have a Discord at one point a while back when this had a completely different name when we were just removed from college. Maybe we'll bring that back to, to life because we've got a, a bigger following than we did on, on Get to the Point, which was the original show that we did. Uh, to answer the question on the call-in show thing, I don't think we're there yet. I think at some point that we're going to probably try to do that, but we would like we would need to be in the same in the same room right we it would be too difficult to try and do that remotely pin the pin the latest one go ahead pin it of course it'd be tough of course it is but that's what we need <laughs> that's what we need you oh gotta make God. an effort to not get slapped with a 1200 dollars ticket you gotta make an effort it's gonna be tough but our lives will be better for it i, think, I just you think building the great wall of china was easy of course not but look what they got a wall that you can see from space. They should make it as difficult as it is to fly a plane to fly a car. Fly I think that would that would simplify it. I'd should require an, a, a certain amount of hours with an instructor, and it shouldn't just be handed to you, handed handed to you. Jesus Christ! Of course, it's going to be tough. I would hope it would be. We what was tough, Sean? Was TCU's winning against Baylor? Oh, there you go. Um, this game was very nerve wracking. Because I, I, I showed up on the SEC show and talking about how I think TCU is winning all these close games and they've got a really underrated defense and their offense can score a touchdown in a minute if they need to. And I was just getting blasted by LSU fans. And after that whole debate, 
Is they that look what like the they, show is bring Joe in to have all yes. the, the the good old boys in, yes. from, in LSU just decide to, to yes. just kick the hell out of you to put the boots to you. Yes, that's that's exactly what it is. It's it, it. I mean, I like it. There's some days where I'm supporting. Where's that but city the, boy at? It's like all oh, the Brian oh, Kelly I, haters here. The Brian Kelly, no, the Notre Dame for him. Today. I got something for him today. Put me on. <laughs> the, the, the chat is not kind to me for that SEC show. Um. But after all that, Blake was having the time of the <laughs> Blake was having the time of his life on on Twitter, tagging me every fifteen minutes. Uh oh, TCU, here comes Baylor, and I'm just like, oh, you got to be fucking, you got to be kidding me. Like I can't, I can't do this. Like I can't, I can't show my face again after the show that I had, and also the same thing almost happened with USC. I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna show my face on any show again if I'm making these 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 picks. They end up fighting and staying in it. And Baylor has, or not Baylor, TCU has shown this ability to win games that they're completely out of, games oh, that they're yeah. supposed to lose. And I think that grit and that toughness says a lot for a team. I still believe that this team is far better than the undefeated Cincinnati team that made the, the bracket. And if we're going to put that team in, and if TCU runs the table and they're undefeated, they we shouldn't be trying to make mental gymnastics to put LSU in over uh, over them or other teams over them. They deserve to be there. Sean, you do you know, agree with that? You know how the Vikings were like 8-1 and one and everyone was like, oh, they got all these close wins by one score. They're, you know, they're, a, they, it, it, you know, there, there was kind of a thing about them. Like, they're such a quiet slept on 8-1 and one team. Look at how the way they get their wins. I'm like, well, it doesn't feel the same way. I never felt the same way about them that I do about TCU. There's a different way that they handle themselves in a game that's close. Whereas TCU, I mean, when it was out of it and they uh, they missed the two point conversion, I thought they were TCU, done. TCU thought they were done. Defense goes out, and makes a good, a great stop. And there were visuals of the uh, the running back who dropped the pass and Duggan that missed the pass, and they're just on the sidelines like. To, like shoot depressed that they thought their season was over. They get the ball back, back to work immediately. Back to work. We have another shot. We're going to go get it done. It, it was it was so, I don't know how many other people noticed it, but I'm like, these college football players were so ready and, and they were accepting it. They're like, we just blew it. We blew our shot to the playoff. Mm. We were TCU. They counted us out. We were going to prove them wrong. We we're going to prove them wrong. And then, we proved him right. And then that that was the mood on the sideline. And then fuck that. I'm gonna draw I'm Max Duggan. I, I got these brass clangers N- between nut my it legs. up. I'm gonna go down the field. I'm gonna march us down, and then I'm gonna let my coach try to throw the game away, but it doesn't matter because my teammates listened on Thursdays during our fire drill. They listened and they went out there and they kicked the game winning field goal. That's what we did. And I, we, we live to fight another day. I have. Wait, I forget what um, I'm, I'm blanking on what the what the, Coach Dykes. I want I want to go check the clip, but Coach Dykes had a really fun name for what they call their NASCAR field goal. I, I want to get to that in a second because I know that you and I greatly disagree on the philosophy behind doing that. And I actually found out some more evidence that actually supports me because somebody commented on my original tweet. But I will say, though, I have a lot of confidence if the game is ever on the line for 
TCU to score in a, la- in a in a late situation. I have the utmost confidence. The fact that they continue to do this on a week to week basis and in multiple games and like what you're talking about, like Doug and nutted up. Like you see a lot of teams hang their heads when they're out of football games, when they think that they're out of football games. But I look at Duggan every time that things aren't going well, like against in the Texas game, he's getting hit every other play. He's getting sacked. He's got no time to move. He looks frustrated. But it's not like a, like, oh, like shit, no one's blocking frustrated. It's like, come on guys, let's get together. We're going to make this play happen. You just see the way that he is rallying his guys. Like I keep seeing that from Bo Nix too. Like Bo Nix has this like, hey, you know, get focused. We're going to get this. We're going to score right here. That type of leadership is unquantifiable. Doesn't matter. You know, uh, yeah, we'd prefer it to be third and nine, but it's third and 18. Let's let's move forward. That That's how that he operates. Not a. All right. Well, let's throw this screen and get it over with. Uh, <laughs> Alex Frank yeah. is back to hear it, sure. perfect timing to hear us talk about the t- is, is horn frogs. All right, Sean, I want to let's let's get into this. You want to get out? Let's the, get the debate. OK, with. come on. So I'll teach you about football here. They miss an extra point. Or the, which forced them to go for a two-point conversion, which they did not convert on. Your kicker's confidence is not completely depleted, but decreased in this circumstance. To kick a game-winning field goal is hard. Now, as a former specialist, I will say, and talking to many kickers in my lifetime of different levels, a lot of them will say, when you're thrust into a situation where you don't have the time to overthink your steps and to over-evaluate the situation and think like, okay, I'm on this hash. I'm, I'm three yards away from the right hash and I need to do this, this, and this. Like, oh, the wind's going this way. If you just line up and kick it, a lot of kickers will tell you, if I go out there and I just swing, I'm more likely to hit it than if if, if I'm out there with time to over-evaluate. Which is why, in that over-evaluation aspect, is why teams ice the kicker. Because you'll go out, you'll hit the first one, and then you're just standing there. You're just standing there thinking like, man, like, oh, I, you're either th- getting way too ahead of yourself. Like, if I hit this field goal where I'm going to go do this and this, I'm going ex- to be excited. I can't wait to do this after the game. Or it's the other way around. Like, what happens if I miss this kick? What are my teammates going to say to me? The season's on the line. Those types of things can take a kicker out of a football game. And I think the decision, I will say to run the football was risky. And I think that the expectation was they're not going to be expecting it. Maybe we run the football here. We go and get a first down. It's even closer to hit. That didn't work. I will admit, clearly did not work. That was not intentional. I don't believe that that was intentional. It was a risk that How did not pan be? out. Right? How could it have been? But to run out on a NASCAR type situation, they had enough time to operate in a NASCAR. We like I have been in so many practices where we're given 10, 15 seconds to operate a NASCAR field goal, mm-hmm. and you know it's enough time to get the ball down and snap it. It's rushed, but it's enough time to get the ball down and snap it. In that cir- circumstance, though, I did not know this. But if it is a game-winning field goal attempt, you're I, wait. I want to find the exact the exact quote for the rule. Somebody somebody sent com, commented on it earlier, and I, I just want to make sure I have this exactly. All right, wait one second. Take your time. Team B should reasonably expect that Team A will attempt a field goal in this situation and should have its field goal defensive unit ready. The umpire will not stand over the ball, as there should be no issue on the defense getting on the field. So that basically says if there's a game-winning field goal type situation, there is no, you know, make good effort there to allow both teams to substitute. You got to substitute. So you are catching your defense off guard. You're catching your opponent off guard with not enough time to call a timeout. You're basically telling them and forcing them to call the timeout to then give you time to get actually properly set up. It is a galaxy brain move. 
in my opinion, and it worked. If it didn't work, I think the debate might be different, but it was a smart move in my eyes that almost went bad, but it set them up perfectly. The risk and the reward, and maybe to Fresh's comment, why Sonny Dykes could be uh, a year, uh, and the Kansas head coach name is Lance Leipold, so just to fill them in. Uh, it's risky, very risky. You're comparing a kicker to a pitcher here because pitchers are very, very finicky. Uh, pitchers are very, very easy to get in their own head. And Kickers if are you more a- easier too. Sorry. I understand the point that a kicker that just has – that you say, okay, you're in the mix, you're in the fire – Go do it. This is this is it. now. It's just up to you. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to think pull push. Just think make. Just think make. Just think make. That's your mantra. You're going out. You got it going. You're good. I get that. Clear head. There's nothing else I can do about it. It's a situation. There's nothing else I can do. I got to go kick this ball. And when that is presented to a human being, I can understand why it would be more successful. The operation though is so unconventional and risky and the way that they did that with a weird spike and and the the timing it's like it was like mike mike mccarthy almost the way that he's managing the clock and if he's playing chess and i'm playing checkers congratulations he probably was but from the standpoint of go down securely get to a point to have your kicker kick a field goal i still think a kicker or a pitcher is going to throw a strike or a kick no matter the circumstances. If he gets in his head, he gets in his head. There's still plenty of time for him to get in his head while he's running up on the field. Oh, I'm going to – the pitcher or the kicker, no matter the circumstances, even though you provide a very good anecdotal evidence, it is my belief that they're going to throw the strike or they're going to throw the ball regardless. So then why the hell do teams ice the kicker? For the chance. For the chance to get in their head. It's it's a psychological thing more than it is – it's so odd though joe because today brett maher of the dallas cowboys kicked it and made a 60 yard field goal at the end of the first half right kicked Mm -hmm. and made a 60 yarder super impressive apparently the call the catch on the play from dak prescott to cd lamb to get them in a field goal position was challenged right before the call so he had like 10 minutes of downtime had to go back out there kick another 60 yard field goal and he still made it so I know he's an NFL player, an NFL kicker, but, but at the same time, at least from today, I'm seeing that kickers are either going to make the kick or they're going to miss the kick. But my added note on that is that he missed a kick leading up to that. He missed sure. his last option to kick. I don't know. I, I I don't disagree with where you're coming from, but I just feel from my relationships and my knowledge of being a specialist and knowing kickers and all that shit, I know that Sometimes setting those guys up in those situations is more advantageous. And it, again, it worked. It can be, but that's not also that's if that's the situation where I'm that worried about it, then that's not the kicker for my team. Uh, wait, uh, comment from Alex Frank. I was at the game with my boys besides Baylor being a dry campus and not selling Boo. beer and spirits like TCU, which stinks Too cold university. I like that. Is there, are they, do they make shirts with that? Uh, being down as a senior by two with two minutes to go was scary as F. Yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of, not only the, I was scared for you guys as somebody who's supporting. It was nuts. It's a crazy ass game. It was a good game. 
Who did Florida State play? Again, like this isn't like me like not paying attention and being misinformed. There was just so much shit that happened yesterday that like I can't keep up with everything that happened. Oh, Florida kicked the shit out of uh, Louisiana, forty-nine to seventeen. The Raging Cajuns. No, Florida State. Uh, Florida State. That's what I meant. Oh, Florida lost to Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's a that's another thing too. That's like a <laughs> college football is the worst. No, it's I, I, no, it's the other way around. It's the greatest. It is the greatest sport out there because college basketball. Okay, is, okay. No, no, no. College, college basketball is the best, but college football stinks. College football is the best because we can have a bad week and Spencer Rattler, the biggest bozo quarterback in all of the country, can have a Heisman moment out of nowhere and lead his team to victory. And things like that can, can't happen in any, any other sport. That doesn't happen in the NFL. And when people get excited about it happening in the NFL, it's because of it, it, it reminds us of what happens I, in college. I understand. I understand the appeal, Joe. I do a show about it. Um, Drake May lost his Heisman yesterday. Don't worry. He'll get it next year. Yeah, it's not like he's a underclassman. But no, he did. The, them losing Georgia Tech is is, is bad. It's, it's tr- terrible. Um. All right, let's get to just like one more question before we wrap up, Sean. Alex Frank, by the way, I never heard you guys, but your thoughts on Kendra Miller post-Texas? Same thing for me. It's the same thing. He's a great running back. Unfortunately, his quarterback is a fucking baller-ass baller, gangster-ass gangster, go down and win the game. That's the unfortunate thing for Kendra Miller. He's getting overshadowed by the most important player on the field, and that's going to be the case. It's not taking away from him. He will, he's going to, his stock is going up, 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 up. It is. He's a great running back. He has, he has some great plays. Unfortunately for him personally, Duggan is that dude. And to that point, it's only a positive that you have a guy like this. Like it's, he's like a net positive. Bijan is the best player on that offense and everybody hasn't been playing up to their capability, but here with Kendra, like Kendra can have a bad game and Duggan and Quentin Johnson can step up. But if everyone else is struggling, Kendra has got enough to step up as well. And we've seen him do it. And yeah, again, he's just been overshadowed. It was on us for not bringing him up enough. Um, Sean, it's going to wrap us up on at Jody Leone at Sanderson radio, hit the subscribe button. Hit the turn the bell on for the next time that we go live. I don't know if we'll go live in the middle of the week. If not, we're probably just going to drop a, a typical preview show as we usually do. Uh, thanks, folks. Enjoy the rest of your night. Sure, I didn't need to say anything at the end of this. Don't Fuck worry you. about it. Fuck. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.